Man, welcome, Pastor Mattache. Um, it is a pleasure to have you on our One Gospel podcast. Uh, for those of you who are listening, um, Pastor Mattache is the lead pastor at the Ark of God um, Church, um, and um, he's t- he's here today with us at our One Gospel podcast. Pastor Mattache is a leading a, is leading a young, vibrant church that is on fire for Jesus Christ. So I really encourage you guys to visit the Ark. Um, the worship is gospel centered and the message are gospel centered as well. It's a Bible teaching church that holds to the authority of scripture. So, um, today, our topic today is have the church today replace the Holy Spirit for entertainment. Um, it is a pleasure to have you brother. Thank you for um, having me. I appreciate it. Yes. And, um, it's going to be an interesting topic, bro. And <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an interesting topic. And I think um, it's something that needs to be talked about, especially um, in today's church and, um, and and so on like that. Um, but to really start, man, I know right off, you know, from the start that this will stir up the, you know, religious mindset or spirit. Um, but it's something that needs to be discussed. Uh, Jesus did not come to earth to seek to entertain, but to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. In Luke chapter 19, uh, 10. But we see in many churches and, and Christian gatherings, it's, it is not usual. Um, it is unusual for God's word to be uh, uh, shortchanged. Pulpits have shrank and um, even disappeared while bands and lighting have grown but faith does not come from music dynamic experiences or supposed encounters uh with god faith is birthed through the proclamation of god's word um and so on like that according to romans chapter 10 um verse 17. so um question i have and again we can dive into this and we know there may be a part two of this but how much of influence does the world especially in the entertainment realm have on our Sunday morning services in our local churches? Well, you've just said a mouthful. You know, when it comes to the church, um, the Holy Spirit, um, we have come a long way when it comes to God moving by the Spirit or even um, whether we're being entertained or, or whether we are the entertainers um, compared to the Holy Spirit doing, doing His work. Um, looking at you know, I did a little bit of research coming, you know, to this podcast, and I, I went and saw what Karn was saying. Karn is the, you know, Christian apologetics and research ministry. Yes. Um, and one thing that they said to compare churches that are biblically sound compared to churches that are there to entertain, you know, they gave a few highlights about, you know, what churches are doing today that aren't filled with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Um, I, I picked out a few of them that I thought were essential. One, they said teaching that, that the Bible is not inspired or inerrant, hmm. where the Bible is not centered anymore. People don't use the Bible to preach anymore. They use books. You know, they use what other uh, pastors have written or other authors have uh, said uh, to preach the gospel um, and bringing it to the pulpit and thinking that people will get saved. Second thing that they said, using books instead of the Bible, you know, it's instead of using the Bible for Bible study. 
that doesn't make any sense to me, but you call me a Bible study, but yet you're using somebody's book, Purpose Driven Life, to do Bible study. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't make much sense to me. Right. Right? That's, that's just me. Yeah. Um, then they also teach that there's different ways to get to God. Mm. Uh, like Jesus said that he's the only way. You know, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father unless you go through him. Um, and they, they also get embarrassed to say Jesus is the only way. Um, if he saved you, why would I be embarrassed to say this is the person that did this for me and he could do the same for you? Wow. Um, being careful not to offend people at the expense of biblical truth. Um, number six, pastors preaching moralism instead of Christ-centered messages which is, you know, what you inferred, you know, in the beginning of this podcast. Um, we see a lot of pastors doing that. Um, and they also approve of homosexuality, mm. where they think that, you know, um, to be uh, culturally correct um, and also make being approved by everyone, you know, so they have to accept what society is, you know, is giving them. Um, and this is something that's very controversial in a lot of churches, but approving um, women leaders, you know, no women pastors or elders, um, which is unbiblical, but we see it um, in these churches. But for me, number nine is key, where they said psychology as the authority on human nature. Mm. And that to me is the key where I see a lot of pulpits, pastors are preaching psychology rather than preaching scripture. The Bible, it doesn't change. It has not changed. Just like God, he hasn't changed. Um, but yet when you add in the emotional aspect of it and try to get pe to people's emotions rather than dealing with the issue, we are going to get the same results that a psychology, you know, a, a psychologist is, you know, is going to get. Um, our churches have become a big couch for people to come in, lie down, and just talk about how they how they feel rather than you know letting the gospel penetrate their hearts yeah. you know and change them for them to get up off the couch go out there and make a difference and be a light you know All in right. the world so um divorce the statistic in these type of churches divorce is the same as it is in the world um and they allow secular music to be played in the church uh man this is big but i'm sure i'm sure we'll get to it and also they allow worldly drinking dancing people getting drunk you know, all that is acceptable inside the house of God. Um, I think it's time that, well, I believe we're at a time where Jesus is going to come in and start flipping tables again. Oh, wow. Amen. <laughs> That's that. just my thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Wow. That is um, powerful, Pastor. Um, you know, um, I believe that, you know, like you said, it's very, it's, it's, it's sad to see how churches have pretty much, you know, deviated from, has pretty much rejected the gospel and like you said they just using books now to preach the word yeah but like you said the gospel of jesus christ has not changed the bible has not changed Correct. and one thing i see is that the pendulum has swung hard to um to the other way and there is a growing trend towards entertainment to fill seats and grow churches and it seems to have nothing to do with jesus at all so i mean I mean, how do you, um, you know, how do you encounter that? How do you um, let people know at your church, at the Ark? I mean, I know your church, man. I've been following you for a while, and I know you're all about Bible. And how do you keep that um, 
focused, gospel-centered, especially when the culture is constantly shifting? Um, it goes back to John 1.1. 1, 1. Mm. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When you have that as your core, where you believe the Word of God is God himself, and he gave it to us, you tend to hold it sacred. Not only hold it sacred, but you make sure that you guard it to where others don't mess it up. Um, and preaching the gospel is, is easy when you respect God's word. And you say, this is what God has given me. He's provided a guideline and I need to follow it. But there are several issues to me because when we're looking at church and entertainment, we're looking at a lot of pastors to me that are not pastors. They're actually false preachers, false pastors that are clothed, you know, in a pastoral cloak. But really, they're really not preachers. Um, they could have other professions. They could go into different type of professions. They could be great entertainers, you know, great motivational speakers. Um, be a Tim Robbins, you know. Um, but they're not preachers. You, um, I, I read from book of First Samuel. Samuel came into a town. When he came in, they asked him a question in regards. They said, uh, "Bro, did you come in peace? <laughs> Do you come in peace?" This is a question that every preacher needs to ask themselves. Do people say that about me when I walk in into a room? Because as soon as you walk in, when you see wrong, you need to call out the wrong and says and say, you need to be right. Mm. We don't do that anymore. No, we don't. We wow. walk into a room, we want to be like everybody else and just party, let's, let's have a good time, let's have fun. It's like, no. You need to come in and everybody needs to fear and say, have the fear of God in them to say, wow, there's a man of God I need to respect the fact that God's presence is here now. Correct. We don't have that anymore. Wow. People just want to be entertained, and they, they are being entertained on the pulpit. Um, just this week, my wife sent me a video of a church that's right in our background, or backyard here, um, Church by the Glades. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yes, I heard of them. Uh, this church had a Pokemon theme where they had the whole music and they're singing to Pokemon on the, on the pulpit. That didn't make any sense to me. They had, they've had tribute to Michael Jackson. During Halloween, they do Thriller. Um, when Prince died, they had the whole, you know, uh, dedication to Prince, you know, style service. I'm just wondering, what would Christ said, say walking into a church like that? Would he even be welcome? Wow. People are being entertained. Mm -hmm. Is the Holy Spirit there? Yeah. It's it's a tough question to ask, but it has to be answered. Yeah. And that pastor, I've never met him, never spoke with him, but he's going to ask, have to ask the question, or God will he will have to answer to God when God questions him and says and say, you know, what have you done for these people's souls, mm -hmm. for them to be saved? In Ezekiel thirty three, that blood is in your hands. Their blood, if they go to hell, it's it's on your hands. What are you going to do? Correct. And I can't have that responsibility. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of people in front of me. I need to preach the gospel to them. When I go to heaven, I want to hear good, well done, faithful servant. Amen. You know, enter into the kingdom that I've prepared for you. Not, I didn't know you. And that's what, and, and, and that's what this question is basically about. When you're looking at church, 
pastors, leaders, you know, elders, just anyone that that's in a position of leadership in church, you're gonna, it's gonna come a point where you're gonna go to heaven and you're gonna tell Jesus Christ and say, well, Lord, I prophesied in your name. And rightly so, you probably did while you were right here on earth. You prophesied and it, maybe it came true, maybe it didn't, but you did it in Jesus' name. And he's gonna look at you and said, I never knew you. He's gonna turn around, Lord, I did this in your name. I never knew you. And that's key. That is key. That's why our hearts have to be right. That's why we, we're not here to entertain folks. I'm not here to chuck and jive and, you know, put on a good show. No, I'm here to preach the gospel to you. Whether you like it or not, this is the truth, and it's here to save your life. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God for that. Um, uh, next question I have is pretty much, um, if the church adapts to the culture, will the gospel become compromised? Because churches that have gone astray um, in an effort to keep people coming focus largely on creating a fun, relevant environment that will draw you know, uh, the seekers in. To that end, um, hip, cool pastors dumb down their, you know, pretty much they dumb down their sermons um, in an effort not to offend anyone, church doctrines are, you know, pretty much disregarded. The gospel is glossed over and um, worldly music is, you know, in the norm, some of it with unbiblical lyrics. Um, so if the church adapts to the culture, will the gospel become compromised? Oh, definitely. Um, if the church adapts to the culture, there's no more gospel. God, you know, the gospel's never there. Uh, you can't put light and darkness together. Darkness is always here. However, once you flip that switch, darkness disappears as soon as light appears. So to have the church um, and the world mixed together, <laughs> that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Darkness always influences light. Heavier than light will influence darkness. Yeah. Wow. And we can't just think that, you know, because we, we allow the world to come in, we're, go, we're the ones that's going to influence them. It's actually vice versa. Because darkness is always here, not just in the world, but even in us. That's why, you know, Paul advised us to, to crucify our flesh daily. Why? Because there's always darkness in us. There's always evil in us. There's always something that, you know, that we want, where the flesh is battling, you know, the spirit. So... Darkness is always there. And if we compromise and let the world come in, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. We're going to lose. <laughs> it's a losing battle. And I don't know how anyone could allow or think that, you know, um, letting the world in to the church, you know, and compromise it to think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be any, any better. Mm -hmm. I, I, I personally don't think it will, but yeah. that's just my humble opinion. But what would you say, like you said, not let the wor world into the church, but um, what about those who don't, have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, those who are unsaved? How can the church, you know, um, uh, bring these people uh, to know who Jesus Christ is, you know, besides using, you know, without using entertainment to bring them in? Do you think churches today have... Um, lost touch of really getting outside the four walls and really going out there and reaching out to those who need to hear the gospel. 
that's a big question. It's it's wrapped in in quite a bit of uh, yeah <laughs> of a gift there for me to be able to you know to really unwrap it. Mm -hmm. But you know when you look at the gospel and you look at the church and how the church is portrayed, people think the church is when we come together on Sundays. Yes, but the church is the church everywhere you go because you're the church. We are the church. I'm the church. We don't need to bring the world in the church. The church needs to go out into the world. And that's what I believe Romans 12 talks about. Mm -hmm. When he says, we are not in this world, but we are of this world. And then John, Jesus said, I have sent you into this world. So we keep thinking that we need to bring people in the church. That's not it. We need to go out and tell them about Jesus Christ. Let the Holy Spirit do the work in them. And then the Holy Spirit will draw. Remember the gospel says that the Holy Spirit added to the church daily. Not us. I can't do anything. All I could do is let my light shine. Let somebody that doesn't know Jesus Christ outside of the four walls of church, let them know, look, I could have been the same place you are. Maybe I have been the same place you are, but I know a savior that's able to save you and change you exactly where that person is. And when they decide, you know what, I will change. I don't want to be this way anymore. Then we say, okay, no problem. Let's pray together. Let me show you who my God is. And then we bring them into the congregation of the saints, what we call church mm -hmm. now, for us to fellowship together. Wow. Man, with that. Um, man, we're going to close. But um, I would just like to say, you know, um, I pray that, you know, may we hunger after what, you know, the early church and Acts you know desired for us to have let's not you know replace the power of the holy spirit with good ideas or intentions uh, but become a holy spirit driven church uh with a strong foundation of the word for a world that's looking for the real deal amen and that's jesus christ man amen. he is the real deal um i know you have some you, you have any closing remarks and i know we may have to do a part two on this <laughs> i think so there's a lot there's a lot because this is a big topic yes. you know um, man, looking at the Holy Spirit and what he does with inside of us, you know, the Bible talks about how we're sealed, especially for the last days. There are people that claim to have the seal, but it's a fake tattoo. It's not, wow. it, it, it's not the Holy Spirit sealing them. They're speaking in tongues. They're dancing. They're hooping. They're hollering. But it's not God. And we need to have a spirit of discernment to know whether these people are from God or whether they're from his, ne his nemesis, the devil. The Holy Spirit is key in all this. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, it's a sad, it's, it's a sad position to be in. And we need to stop entertaining people and let the Holy Spirit do the work that he is able to do in them and see their lives change. See the prostitutes come to Christ. See the pimps come to Christ. See the young, the drug addicts, see them come to Christ. Even see the homosexuals come to Christ. Let God do his work and stop. We need to get out of the way, thinking that we have to do it. It's not in the church. We need to go to them. Tell them Jesus Christ lives. Stop chucking and jiving, bringing Michael Jackson you know, in the church, bringing all this stuff, thinking people are going to come. No. Let God do what God does. 
Hey, man. Uh, Pastor Mahashia, I want to say thank you again, bro, uh, for your time. I know you're a busy man. Um, again, uh, for those of you who are listening, please uh, check out his church, um, uh, The Ark of God. Um, I keep on saying The Ark of God, but it's, it's, it's all right. It's the Ark. <laughs> all right. All right. He's also known as Pastor Noah. <laughs> but um, thank you for your time, brother. And uh, we appreciate it. And um, we'll definitely have a part two on this. Sounds uh, good. We know we're going to get a lot of feedback from it. Okay. But, uh, man, I think um, it's good to talk about these things and Amen. so on like that. Uh, so we want to say thank you. Uh, thank you guys for listening to our One Gospel podcast. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. You can email us at info at onegospelministries.com. Dot org, or you can check out our check out our website at www.onegospelministries.org, and also you could check out the Arts Gospel um, Art uh, website. Uh, Pastor Matthew, you want to share your website? Sure, it's thearcofgod.org. Um, as well as uh, from there, you could actually download our app and see all of our worship services um, that we've uploaded to YouTube. Um, I mean, we're here for the community. Awesome, man. You're doing a great job, and I would just want to encourage you to keep it up, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. God bless you, too.